0: Twitter bans uh, James O'Keefe of Project Veritas off of social media in an effort to console Brian Selter, uh, host of CNN's Reliable Sources, as they try to tell Brian that it's going to be okay. We're not a horrible, horrible network that does nothing but propaganda and lies. In addition to that, ladies and gentlemen, we also have... The new Resident Evil Village showcase that came up yesterday, and some demos are going to come out every week. But the players want to know are they going to get an hour long gameplay where they get to play with uh, Countess Mommy Milker Vampire Tea Time? We'll cover that all in today's show. Salutations and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the GNA Podcast. I'm your host, Blue Shark45. And if you heard that intro and turned off the podcast and you're not listening to this lovely message, where I tell you all, I hope you're having a wonderful evening and I hope everything's going right in your day. But I know one person who's heard my wonderful message. And if he's the only person that hears this tonight, then I guess I've succeeded somewhere in life. We have a wonderful host with us tonight, Damoc. How you doing, bud?
1: Um, you were talking earlier. I, I was waiting for you to do the hand cues, man. I had my headphones off, so your message is lost on me. I, I got the last end. I'm not quite sure, but uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm here. I'm I'm drinking, so I'm alive.
0: Well, Damoc, since you had your headphones off, then my life is meaningless, and we might as well just go ahead and hit the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, you know what? This is a short one. Play Resident Evil, get wrecked, have fun.
0: <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. And I am having trouble with my commute now. This is just lovely times that we're having here, folks. Uh, But anywho, so, Damoc, let's get into uh what we should always get into with games, nerds, and alcohol. What we've been playing.
1: What have you been up to? Oh. Um, Need for Speed Heat, Need for Speed Heat, more Need for Speed Heat, man. Uh, I, I'm addicted to Need for Speed Heat at the moment. I, I have a PlayStation Five. I have the LG OLED. Uh, I have played it consistently again and again and again. And I'm actually, I played it on computer. Uh, like I played on PC when it came out. I think Vintage actually got me to play it with him, and I wasn't going to buy it. Because it's an EA title, but I bought it anyways. I started playing it and I enjoyed it, but I never really took off with it. Um, but on console, there's no easy way to circumvent things to get unlimited riches. So I actually have to play the game the way it was intended for the most part. I've, I've found a couple things. Um, but yeah, dude, I now I'm actually enjoying the game that I cannot circumvent things and just be a mega millionaire and unlimited this and screw the cop cars over and it's a lot of fun. Play Need for Speed Heat on fucking console if you haven't. Um, it was on sale uh, two weeks ago when I got it. I don't know if it's on sale still. But yeah, that's, I mean, Need for Speed Heat, man. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Even the kids are like, are you ever gonna stop playing that game and let us play? No, it's my TV, my PlayStation. <laughs> Technically, it's all for the family.
0: And this is on the new uh the PlayStation 5, right?
1: Technically, I think it's a PlayStation 4 game because there is no need for speed heat on PS5, but it with the PS using the PS5 to play it, it's fucking phenomenal and i'm having a great time but what games have you been playing if any watch it's gonna be a phone game here we go <laughs> it i've is. been looking at one thing it's just called flip simulator i don't do anything Was there one tile and i just click it and it flips the screen back and forth <laughs> upside down and back and forth i yeah
0: yeah um uh yeah it's, it's, yeah that's what i've been doing folks i've been playing phone games because i just uh i don't have time anymore in my life i i had i had time this this week well no i didn't because i got i got jammed up at work yesterday but um uh, yeah i've been playing uh wordscapes it's a word guessing game um i maybe did just like a couple puzzles with that and then uh like maybe like 20 minutes of pokemon go trying to get in dailies here and there um nothing really riveting in that game going on right now it's bro even...
1: why are we not playing words with friends uh, I because loved...
0: cuz i'm horrible with that and 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 tr- you don't want to play words with friends with me cuz you have to understand my consistency with that is all over the place like, it's not consistency, it's inconsistency. So, you're going to like play a word, and then I'm going to be like, uh, oh, I got, I need to get back to what I'm doing, and I'm going to forget about it. And then you're going to get a response from me in like a week. So, that's why I don't play words Aww. with friends. I don't what do you play say, man? games anymore.
1: I was going to say, we should play Words With Friends, we should get a couple people together. However, I don't use my actual cell phone that's, you know, right here, my, my good one, my Pixel. I have my older cell phone, it's with, like, the Galaxy S3 from years and years and years ago. That phone is rooted, and I have that little Words With Friend hack thing on there so that it tells me the best words to use, and I get maximum points like a motherfucker. I'm telling you this because, you know, no one else is going to listen to this podcast, and <laughs> we'll be okay. But you guys should play Words with Friends with me, because I'm really fucking good, man. I know, like, Quasar and Quirkitit, because, yeah, that's a weird word, apparently, and I get points for it. I don't care.
0: And so, so, so you're telling me I should play this game with you because you cheat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like to feel some type of smartness no uh overall i'm pretty decent at scrabble and i really enjoy playing scrabble but yeah way back in the day dude i definitely had a fucking a rooted phone that threw that words with friend things because i was playing with so many people and yeah at that point it got to the point where whoever could use the hack better and get the most points won because everybody was cheating on the first game
0: well, as long as we're all cheating, and it's it's just a matter of seeing who cheats the best. I, th- I think it's fair. But right. um, who
1: has the better aimbot? Let's go with that.
0: Yeah, yeah that, that's a, that's always a good idea. Um, my wife loves Scrabble. I hate Scrabble. I had to play Scrabble, I think, in eighth grade as an exercise every Friday. I was not a fan of the game because I wasn't good at it. Spelling's not my thing. Like, I'm not the best at this stuff. Uh, I beat my wife w- once for the first time, uh, I think like a year into us dating and she, she did not take that well. Nah, she, she did not take it well at all.
1: <laughs> and I was
0: just like, I was just like, yeah, yeah, that's not normally how I feel. I normally don't feel great about the fact that you're kicking my butt, but you know, this is, this is
1: pretty good. <laughs> Uh, Oh, uh, man. Scrabble's fun, though, man. It It is. I'm not allowed to play Monopoly. Uh, Oh, hell no. Quick story, like, real quick story time with Daymark. Uh, I got two cousins, and uh, one cousin is on the fucking level. Like, she's straight legitimate. My other cousin, not so much. So, (laughs) I'm sitting next to my not-so-legitimate cousin, and I... See that he's next to the banker box. And we get (laughs) my... My legitimate on the level cousin's boyfriend to distract her, while my not legitimate cousin grabbed some fucking money <laughs> at the bank. We <laughs> divide it up under the table, and I caught on to it halfway through the game. So I'm still trying to play catch up. She's going bankrupt. The rest of us are fucking hiding our money under the table, so under our legs and shit like that. And we're like, "How much is that property? Nine thousand dollars? Not a fucking problem." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, once we got caught, uh, we were no longer allowed to play Family Monopoly. Or I'm not allowed to be near the bank, and my money must be spread out on the table at all times.
0: <laughs> that that is a legitimate rule from now on. Uh, I, we played it. I remember we had the set. My mom bought it, and I think the most use we got out of it, we were at my grandparents' house when uh, when my grandfather was still alive, and we were playing. And we were in the family room doing this. It was like a three-hour game. I'm pretty sure my mom was just like, you know what? Who who's got the most money? Who's got the most? Who's got the most value right now? It's like, all right, you win. (laughs) It's like so. It's like counting up our properties and then you know like and our and how much currency, how much money we actually had, and determined our, our our worth. And then we're like, all right, so that's the winner of the game. Because that that game just drags on and on and on and on.
1: Four hours. Oh, dude. Like, you saw the absolute deluxe edition of Monopoly, right? The one that says the game never ends. And it's the board with the board around it. And literally, you go through the properties in triplicate. So, yeah, it's, is it duplicate or triplicate? I'd have to look, but it's like the longest Monopoly game ever. You could play it for days and, you know, never see an end.
0: No, I I think, uh, I think even though my church is doing, uh, dysfunctional families as a sermon series for the next few weeks, I still don't want to tempt fate. But anyway, let's, uh, Let's move into uh, what's everyone's drinking this evening. Um, I'm going to assume I'm lame. So I'm going to go first. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm uh, I'm drinking a truly... Oh, I'm sorry, folks. I can't go any further than this because Cecil's listening to this right now. And he's like, Blue, Whoa. what the hell, man? Like, you didn't say pontificate. So Cecil, pontificate. Moving on. Uh, so I'm drinking a Truly. It's a wild and uh, it's a hard seltzer. Uh, specifically, I'm drinking their Wildberry hard seltzer. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Truly's um, pretty much a low-calorie alcoholic drink, five percent alcohol by volume. It's like 100 calories. It's uh, I like seltzers, just regular. You know, I, my favorite one is a strawberry one that Publix has from there, excuse me, their green wine section. Uh, But this is, uh, this is a heck of a lot sweeter than that. But this wild berry seltzer, uh, they're pretty good. It's very raspberry, which I'm a fan of. I really like raspberry. Uh, That was like, uh, what was it, blue, it was like blue raspberry, like in candy, um, like the blue raspberry. Uh, Wartheads, Uh I love those. Uh, there was oh, the sour candy. No, those warheads were the sour candies. There's another one. Airheads.
1: Yes, airheads. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. There you go.
0: Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever, ever have kids and they're like, Mom, I want my tooth to come out, it's loose, but it won't come out. So take one of those airhead packets and shake it shake it and shake it and shake it till you get it down to like the size of I, I don't know where the hell we got this idea but they look like little like bags of heroin um, like I I remember seeing a TV show or cop show and like they had little bags of heroin and that's what these things look like They're basically these little tiny pillows of just candy um, after you shake it down and just have them bite into that that was like never fails anytime i had a loose tooth bite into one of those things like that came out but blue raspberry that's where it was at i loved those those were great Uh, i never really got the mystery ones i had no idea what the heck they were supposed to be they always tasted like white cherry to me though but uh anywho so this uh this truly has hardly any bite to it
1: it's very smooth okay so I disagree a little bit there if you're not used to seltzers then all of the trulys have a little bit of a bite there because they are highly carbonated instead of just regular carbonated right now I will absolutely agree I drink the shit out of trulys because they are 100 calories they're 5% alcohol so yeah you know what I, I piss more fucking percentage of alcohol than they have in their (laughs) can, but they're actually enjoyable for 100 calories and me going on this fucking diet thing that cecil fucking started asshole um yeah like (laughs) i've been trying to watch that and watch the calorie limit and everything and the wild berry is good black cherry is my absolute favorite uh when it comes to the truly's I do not like the blueberry, sky or whatever the fuck the blue one is. And then the there's one in the middle of the berry. So they have so many fucking flavors, right? Because there's different packs that you can get. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, Selkie is allergic to orange, like flat-out orange, anything with orange in it. And the one pack has a whole bunch of drinks that she can't have because they all contain orange. So we always get the, the berry pack. I like the Black Cherry. I like the the one you're currently drinking as well, the Wild Berry. Uh, wild Berry and Black Cherry fucking trulys are amazing, and they're dangerous, dude. You are mm-hmm. like, 5% alcohol, and you're like, yeah, okay, I'm putting this bitch down three of them. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I can drink half a bottle of fucking scotch and be good to go. But, man, these three fucking Trulies, like, I just sit my ass down for a second.
0: Yes you do. Yeah, they they uh they catch up to you because they go I yeah, maybe they are a little more carbonated than most carbonated drinks are. But yeah, they they definitely go down pretty easy. And that 5% adds up when you're drinking a lot of them.
1: Oh man, especially the tall boys. The tall boys would get you into a lot of fucking trouble, right? Cuz those are my favorite. They have the um there's two types. They have the black can Trulies and the white can Trulies. And I noticed that the black can is too sweet for me now. So I always try and go with the, the white can. But if you can get one of those in like wild berry or black cherry, you open it. The first couple sips, it's going to be super carbonated. You go, uh, yep, seltzer water. It's this again. If you leave it for like five to seven minutes and then start drinking it, oh, man, you're in for a wild fucking night. It's a good time. <laughs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a couple truly, Trulies and we're going to line them up on a table. We're going to pop them open. We're going to talk for five minutes and then we're going to start
1: drinking. <laughs> hey, man, um, I'm all fucking for it. I watched that. I know the girls on YouTube. Uh, the blonde chick that is like hey let me see what my BAC is after I drink how many trulies and she's trying to get to that .08 and it's like five trulies later she's <laughs> .08 and I've seen this girl drink like I mean I'm, she practically butt chugs a bottle of vodka and doesn't get to .08 <laughs> yeah
0: this they they catch up pretty quick I don't know if it's the carbonation I, no, I don't think it's carbonation it has anything to do with it I think it's everything it's just sugar it's no
1: no it's not sugar though it's absolutely carbonation you think the carbonation is what makes the alcohol So carbonation is actually very, very good for your gut health. So drinking like standard carbonated water and all of that, your body seems to absorb it a lot faster overall. And you can hydrate faster drinking carbonated water over non-carbonated water. Now you should always drink lukewarm water over cold water because your body has to heat the water to absorb it anyways. Blah, 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 a whole bunch of stupid military shit. But yeah, uh, actually drinking the seltzers... I'm assuming from how fast a fucking couple Truly's hits me after drinking, you know, a bunch of 9 to 12% beers, yeah, dude, it's got to be the carbonation helps the body absorb it a lot faster, and I honestly, yeah, I like Truly's a little cold, but I like them when they start to hit room temperature, and I can down them really quick.
0: Okay. See, because I would think what makes it just hits you so quickly is the they just go down so easily because they are sweet. It's like a mixed drink. Like a well mixed drink where there's just enough sweet in there and it's just it disguises like a a cup that's filled with alcohol. And that'll like Yeah. That'll screw you up.
1: Yeah, the uh, well Selkie makes these she calls them walk me downs, but they're supposed to like walk me down sweet Jesus. And it's <laughs> like dude The whole thing, it's pretty much the uh, Long Island iced tea, except it's got a lot of blue carousel. So, people call them adios motherfuckers, blue motorcycles, (laughs) all those. But she's from the south, so they call them walk-me-down-sweet-Jesuses. And, oh, man. It's like, you drink one, and you're like, there's alcohol in that? Get wrecked. (laughs) And then she's like, no, sit still. I'll fix you another one. I'm like, okay, I'll just keep fucking playing my game then. Then, you know, the second one goes down. I got to take a piss, and you, you go to stand up, and oh, that's all alcohol. I drink two glasses of alcohol and nothing but alcohol. <laughs> that reminds me of the time. So I figured
0: out how to make chocolate cake shots. So, chocolate cake shots are, uh, oh, what was it? It was Kahlua, lime, and I think vodka. I think vodka's in this don't quote me on that third ingredient but I know it's kalula and lime juice lemon juice sorry not lime juice lemon juice it's, there's big distinction there so we may I figured out how to make them and so we make it come one night and uh, I'm hanging out with my roommates and I like to make a couple chocolate cake shots and they're like oh yeah this is good we, we, take those back and uh they're like oh man you're good at mixing drinks man so i'm like oh yeah thanks thanks and i was like they're like what are you what are you doing because i'm like staring at the top of the fridge was like i don't know i'm thinking about opening up that apple pie moonshine that i made a couple months ago and seeing how that's that's doing so a couple months prior i had bought grain alcohol 100 100 proof grain alcohol (laughs) I made the apple pie seasoning, so uh, condensed apple juice, cinnamon sticks, and uh, some nutmeg, and I made the apple pie seasoning for this. Mixed it in 50-50. That stuff burned like there's no tomorrow. It burned. A couple months later, I tried it. Stuff goes down like apple juice. So I get an idea. I'm like, you know what? Chocolate makes a lot of things taste really good. I've never had chocolate apple pie before, though. Let's try this. So I take the shot glass, and I fill it half with the chocolate cake shot. I fill the other half with this apple pie moonshine. And I pass it out to my buds, and we take a shot of that. They're like, Damn, that's pretty good my buddy was sitting down five minutes later he gets up and he's like whoa <laughs> and he felt it he felt it pretty hard and he decided he's like i got a name for that shot we're gonna call that thing death <laughs> it hits you you're not expecting it it comes out of nowhere but um Enough of enough of these stories. What are you What are you partaking in tonight,
1: Damoc? So I'm gonna fuck it up, dude. Um, it, it, it's spelled J A I A L A I, and I do believe I, I have to Google this because I, I like I'm gonna fuck it all up. I but, know when
0: you're gonna say it wrong. I know yeah. I know the name
1: of this beard. Oh, do you? So like I do. It's Huly. Nope, I lie hi Highlight. Like it's H Y plus U H plus L Y. Yeah, everyone. Highly? Highlight? No, everyone
0: everyone in Tampa Bay calls it hi Lie.
1: Okay, so yeah, I'm drinking High Lie. And you know what? Uh Moon actually got me into this. Uh we were playing D D at God's house, and yeah, he was like, Man, I got these beers, and I was like, fuck, let me can I try one of those? He's like, they're for fucking everybody. So I was like, alright. And uh yeah, dude, I I just started drinking them and I they've become my everyday beer. They're 7.5% they go down very smooth. Like I know you talk about Truly's going down smooth for you, and I drink a lot of seltzer as well. But I still have that initial when I take that first sip of seltzer. It needs to calm down a little bit. It's too carbonated for me. But these, you crack them. I can down them. I can toss it. Give me another fucking can. I'm good to go. I haven't seen them in bottle, but yeah, they're like, hey, toss me another fucking can. I can I can go through them and I can get hammered really fucking fast with these. But, you know, Truly is still fucking good, and I've been drinking mostly Truly. I just drink this as my, hey, Daymok wants to get fucked up beer because it's time to get fucked up.
0: Nice. Do you like like brown ales?
1: Oh, I absolutely do. Like uh, Newcastle. I will drink a shit ton of Newcastle. I really prefer it on draft, but I will drink it out of the bottle if that's all we have to go with.
0: So, since you like brown ales and you, you seem to like this this Cigar City brew, try Cigar City Maduro. It's uh it's 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 kind of um uh, what is it? Cigar, a little bit of that in the and ta- the in the finish of it, just a light amount, but it's mostly I taste like a when I whenever I drink it, I get uh, the the espresso flavors, and I get like a little bit of like uh, a chocolate flavor to it. But their Maduro Brown Ale, that one's good.
1: Really, I will mm-hmm. absolutely have to look into that because I have only seen highlight uh, yeah, <laughs> so, highlight uh, I'm saying Huli, Highlight. <laughs> Huli. Jalali? I don't know. Man, I th- but- I've
0: heard I've heard Jalali before in the reference to the dog races, but uh, everyone called it Highly. I was like, all
1: right. I will say, you know, I need to go to Charlotte, South Carolina, or is it North Carolina? Charlotte, North Carolina, right? Yeah, Charlotte's in North Carolina. Yes. Uh, I really, really need to get my hands on. That Triple C Brewery, they make a baby maker. And I've only had it in the airport. And, like, it comes in this wonderful can. And I've posted on Discord so many times. Every time I fly, I don't give a fuck. I reroute to make sure I go through Charlotte Airport. Because the place isn't called Racetrack. But I'm going to call it the Racetrack because it has to do with cars. And I go there. And I'm always like, yeah, give me a baby maker. I need to get fucking those. That beer is by far the greatest beer that I've ever had. Uh, hands, hands down, bar none, I, I, I fucking love that beer, but it's such a local niche brewery that I can't get it outside of that fucking area, goddammit. But yeah, so for the meantime, I drink Light. <laughs> and there we you go from go. there. <laughs> nice, very nice.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the meat of this. Um... Uh, let's talk about some resident evil village now this reboot that they've done well, after since biohazard has been pretty cool so like resident evil one and two uh it's been pretty like on point for the most part i don't think they've really deviated too much but then with biohazard I was kind of like, what's going on with this game? Resident Evil Seven, Biohazard, and then they've got like, they have um, a blue um, umbrella, and it's like Chris Redfield's in it, and I'm like, okay, so what, what what's going on here? And who's this guy? It's not it's not the same Ethan. It's different Ethan. But they did that, and then they they rebooted one and two. So I'm like, okay, I guess guess that's what that's the end of that. You know, we're gonna end with some old swamp dude running around punching, you know, molded, and uh, we're gonna call that good. But um, no, they've brought him back. So Ethan's back, and uh, he's going into the village, which. I thought they were going to redo Resident Evil 4, but instead they're just taking notes from Resident Evil 4 and uh, making this Resident Evil Village. You're going after a girl, so they're holding on to that theme, except this one's your daughter, not the president's daughter. And uh, the main uh, local villain... I say he's the main local villain because... He like in the beginning you, you think he's the main guy, but he's just uh he's being he was being used. Um I forget what his name. He was a midget of a dude. Uh, I wish I could remember his name off the top of my head, but now instead they have this giant vampire lady who's a countess, uh mistress of castle not really sure how to say that one dimitrescu something like that but uh she's the one that if you've seen memes she's oh please mommy step on me or whatever or... dude
1: because she looks like it like yeah I mean, she's on. got
0: she's huge like she's i mean not so i'm oh, sorry she's not fat she's tall she's like I think No, but that
1: dick under that dress dude is ginormous. <laughs>
0: yeah, for all you know, uh what do they call that? Uh fuda or something like that. <laughs> is that what they call it? is that when it's like the it's like a girl with that or something? I don't remember.
1: No, it it looks interesting. Um And I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you know, you've already seen the trailer and probably the new trailer by the time this episode airs. Uh, It looks good, but not to me. And and I know it's going to sound weird. I like a lot of the Resident Evil movies and I like a lot of the Resident Evil games. My Resident Evil experience is different from a lot of other people. Uh, a lot of people and a lot of the fan base actually comes from the PlayStation, original PlayStation version of Resident Evil. And I had a Sega Saturn because I made the wrong choice in life. Uh, so the Sega Saturn version of, Resident, of the original Resident Evil was different from the PlayStation version. And I'm only saying that without any fucking evidence or clues because all of my friends that played it on PlayStation were like... Yeah, dude, when you take the shotgun off the mantle and you go into that room and that ceiling's coming down, you're not supposed to die there. Barry's supposed to jump in there and save you, and then you get the shotgun to make the rest of the game easier. And I'm like, what well, doesn't fucking happen on Sega, goddammit? I don't know what's going on. But the game looks good. I'm personally <sighs> watching the trailers and watching the gameplay. Yes, it's interesting, but there are other games that have done it better, in my opinion, already. And I'm not. I liked what they did with Biohazard. I liked the creepy fucking house. I loved the creepy fucking villagers. I loved. Like Resident Evil 4, though, I did play. I played on GameCube because that's what I had. Uh, I loved it. I loved Resident Evil 4 so much that I have the entire big old Prima strategy guide nice. right here from Bradley Games that details everything. Because after I beat it, I had to go back and get everything. Because that was that... Uh, you had to do it a certain way and you could unlock extra weapons so that you could replay the game with more weapons like the, the RPG, and the Tommy Gun. and Oh, man. Resident Evil Four was a shit. Resident Evil Village looks good. It doesn't excite me as much as Resident Evil Biohazard did, especially not the Resident Evil remake. That was fucking phenomenal. Um, I I don't know. I, I I'm grasping at straws to like the new resident evil village so blue legitimately what do you truly like about resident evil village what's sucking you into the game so i think what's
0: really sucks me in on this stuff has to be the stories i i've always this is this is kind of a this is kind of mirroring my first um real interest into resident evil like, my first exposure was the Resident Evil uh, Operation Raccoon City, I believe. It was They were definitely in Raccoon City. I remember that. And I remember I had eaten a bowl of cereal. And my uh, my friend who I was sleeping over at his house, his older brother, was playing the game. And we were watching. And all of the gore made me throw up. Uh, <clears throat> so, that was my first exposure to Resident Evil. But I remember I used to get the gaming magazines, and they talked about Resident Evil 4. And I was like, okay. And I liked the trailers and all this stuff. I was like, okay, I don't like, I don't like scary. I'm not a fan of that. But I'm, this is interesting. So I got into what was developing the story. I remember watching, you know, the releases, the trailers. And I was like, wow, you know, like, this is kind of cool. And I'm like, so they're out of the city and they're in this other village in this other country. And I'm like, OK, this is this is definitely, you know, pretty cool. And I remember going back and watching people play the game and I loved it. So this is supposedly. A lot like it, it's got its own differences, you know, there's different enemies, there's different puzzles Um the vampires are an interesting take on this thing, but it's like it's still like a village in some other country besides America, and I think it's supposed to. There's some sort of molded version or some version of the, that virus, which I think is the is it the progenitor virus? Yeah, um, COVID nineteen. Nah, yeah, something like that. But I want to know. What's going on with these people? Like that's what pulls me into it. So that's a very weak, weak, weak uh, draw for a game, if you ask me. No,
1: no, it's not. Uh, not at all, dude. No, because that's what drew me into Resident Evil Four, right? I I watched the trailers. I thought the game was meh. I picked up a copy because I got it dirt cheap. I kind of you know, legitimately. Used illegitimate liens because I worked at a, a Hollywood video and we you know we had all these things to easily get games. Um, so I picked it up for GameCube and I was like, "Eh, okay." I go into a village. I kind of want to know what the village is about, and that game hooked me like flat out. I just kind of wanted to know the storyline, and I got hooked. So it's not a it's legitimately not a weak draw at all whatsoever.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, when I think of video games, like, you need more than that to carry a game. Like, a good no. store. No. No? You don't think so? You think no, of
1: dude. The, the interest. The interest alone can carry it. As long as the game stays intriguing enough for you to keep interest to figure out, you know what? I just have to know what fucking happens after this.
0: I guess. I mean, that I felt like that way with Destiny, but I mean, like looking back at it, I was like, yeah, it was a pretty crappy game, like when it first launched. But I had to know. And it's the same thing I, I feel with like the Halo games. It's like I'm going to get the next Halo game because I have to know. I have to know what happens because I just I just love that. But one of the things that I saw with this release is the, um, which I thought was you know it's I find that. Resident Evil four started taking you down the road that what was it, seven was really action-y. Not seven sorry, six. Sorry, six was really actiony. And I think they had um what do they call those things where it's like quick time events or
1: something like that? Yeah, four had a lot of quick time events.
0: Yeah, four had those, and six had, they were like everywhere. There was like so many quick time events. But I remember thinking, okay, so this is kind of taking you away from what Resident Evil was, which was survival horror. They started getting into the action side of it. This is, I feel like this is getting more into the action side of it, because there was one of them, and I can't remember if it was the first release I think, yeah, it was the first the first showcase they did. They talked about a, 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 a demo where you're going to play something called the Maiden. You had no weapons. It was all exploration, and it was survival, and, you know, hiding and all these other things. You just didn't have a way to attack. With the demos that they're going to do, when they're doing, like, a weekly hour-long demo. Um, no,
1: no, no, hold on. Be careful what you say about that one.
0: Okay, so the 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 little, like, tidbits of information that they're going to release if you've bought the game, is one of the things that I thought was interesting was that they were going back towards that. Like, you have to manage your inventory. You've got to, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's very much a survival-based game, which I feel like the remakes of 1 and 2 kept true to the originals. And then also Resident Evil 7, Biohazard, You know, it was a survival horror based game. And this is keeping with that, It's staying away from the action, except for that arcade feature that they're adding in there. But I thought it was interesting is they're adding something where they're saying that blocking was going to be a new thing. So there was like they showed this guy and they show you like it's first person. So they show you sticking your arms up at the right moment and you take some damage still from the creatures in, in the dungeon, but it's you're blocking the attack. So instead of taking all the damage, you're reducing some of the damage. So instead of like running and all these other things uh, that you would normally do in the game, now you have a blocking feature. So blocking an attack. And I thought that was an interesting element because it's like, if you think about it, what did you do in Doom? when the monsters overcame you like you just stood there and you got hit and you tried to like move you tried to back away you tried to reload the gun or whatever this has a more realistic feeling to it they're like what are you going to do when like you get overrun by these creatures in the dark like normal human reaction is i'm gonna stick my arms up so i thought that was a nice little like add-in feature because it adds a little more immersion like if you threw this into like we could talk about doing this in 3d or sorry virtual reality uh with you know the oculus rift or whatever but um
1: now hold on a second this game is not coming to oculus
0: no this isn't but that 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 mechanic of like sticking your arms up, like, in being in that first person, like, I feel like it's more it's more immersion because normally it's like I'm getting attacked by these monsters, my hands stay here, like they stay down. Now instead, it's like it's a reaction, or maybe that's something you have to generate, you have to choose to do, but that it's it it adds more immersion to it, which I think is really cool, like. I I do
1: agree on that. Having the ability to render a block is fantastic. Now, when we take a look at the older games, even the last one that they had, when you get hit up front, you don't just keep the gun in front of you. You go, ugh, and you do a blocking motion, but you take full damage. Now they're giving you the option to be like, oh, shit, block, and take... I don't know, quarter, half, three-fourths damage. I don't know what their actual damage metric is going to be for blocking, but yes, they they are giving it to you, so instead of your character going, eh, and taking fucking full damage or whatever, you can take reduced damage. And that is nice, and hopefully you use the fucking block button. Yeah. And that's,
0: I mean, I feel like and you're right, yeah, you, you, they never, like, I just remember some of the older games, like, you never really did much, and a lot of the- Yeah, Irish, the
1: older games, like, your, your pistol was out in front of you, and you just took fucking damage, it was like, oh god, and the only way yeah. you knew you are taking damage is in Doom when your face changed, so, oh my god, my dude's pretty bloody.
0: Yeah, so, that, that kind of stuff has been helpful- um to make this game more immersive and then i feel like if you're also in there and you know like you're in first person i feel like that's an added like you can't see like right behind you like are they far enough away from me and it's just like hearing that and it's just that that level of horror made biohazard like you like you'd love the house like and I'm assuming you played that game, right?
1: Um, I've watched it get played because I, I wasn't going to pay the money for the Resident Evil game. And I haven't played a Resident Evil game since console. Now, though, now with the PS5, I might actually pick up Biohazard to play through it because, yeah... Um, I'm just not gonna play through it at night because n- n- no, I'm I'm scared. Legitimately, I don't care. Uh, I'll wet my fucking pants. That game, watching people play it and shit that jumps out at me. Fuck no, dude. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. Well, but I will say, looking at looking at Village and looking at the gameplay of Village, it doesn't look nearly on the fucking level. To me the Biohazard was. No. Biohazard looks fucking like. Jump scary and thriller. And it's got all the creepy elements. And. I'm looking at Village. And Village has. Intricate storyline. With direct characters. And I'm not. Seeing the. Legitimately. Make me piss myself scared. But more of a at the end of the game we'll be like what the fuck did i legitimately just play i don't understand anymore i hate humanity i'm going fucking home and i'll just turn the playstation off and go upstairs okay so so let's um
0: so let's talk about some of these these characters um how do you feel about the merchant that they've got in this game the duke are you are you sad that it's not a guy in a trench coat anymore
1: I am sad it's not a guy in a trench coat anymore um, other than that I mean same same slight tweaks here and there but yeah a dude opening up his trench coat and offering me weapons especially RPGs I'm going to miss that man uh, I miss the '90s a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. That I that that was
0: that was a, that was a nice little. Uh, I l- I like that about that. It's like, uh, what did he say? Uh, it's like, uh, so what are you buying? What are you selling?
1: Is that what he used oh, to say? Oh yeah, yeah. I'd have to look it up, but that sounds about right to me. So, I,
0: I have to say, um. Heisenberg,
1: Carl Heisenberg, is going. You mean, we're at... going into Breaking Bad now.
0: Yeah, I I know, right? Um, so so he's uh he's got like this massive hammer, and he seems to have like and they're like co- they're like gears that he's got on there, redu- like co- reduction gears, on this hammer and. Uh, when they showed him in the trailer, like things are starting to levitate around him. So I'm wondering what kind of, uh, powers that he's got. And then they keep referring to him as like a, the brother or something like that. Who like has, he puts these games on and I guess like he, you're going to have to go through a bunch of puzzles to overcome his, uh, His traps.
1: But see, this is where the village is truly losing me, right? And and I understand that there are plenty of Resident Evil games that have fucking bullshit mechanics and bullshit bosses and all of that. And this is why the original Resident Evil I truly enjoyed. Resident Evil 4 was the greatest Resident Evil I've ever played. But Resident Evil 4 made sense across the board, right? And I really got into the characters. I got that how they were turned into mutant demon type things. I really enjoyed that overall. Adding a lot of the sense like the Resident Evil movies did. And and they fucking ruined it after the first original movie. But personal opinion. Uh, going into the, oh, he's the Brotherhood. and He builds his paladin hammer this way. and Because he legitimately looks and acts like a fucking paladin. Just maybe a fallen paladin in D&D and all of that. And, yeah, they're going to start elevating and doing all this. And it's more psychic powers. And, you know, it's going to be a lot more magic. And I'm like, eh, That, personally, I don't enjoy. So watching the trailer... I'm not all that interested in the village. Now, that's me. Selkie is fucking super absorbed into it. She actually watched the hour and 30 minute thing about it. And she watched the trailers. And she knew about it way before I even knew that Resident Evil Village was a thing. She's been tracking it. And we are buying that fucking game day one. I just... Resident Evil 4 is my greatest Resident Evil. I'm not super excited about the village. I'm not super excited about what I'm seeing. Um, I am very excited about the other prospects of Resident Evil right now. But not not the village. I think Biohazard looked really cool. And grabbed that Resident Evil 4 vibe. Off of hey they're twisted mutant type fucking things. And they're going in that direction. And that that gave me that eerie realistic oh my god i'm caught in the backwoods of fucking west virginia and i'm gonna get raped by a whole bunch of horrible things and hopefully you know they kill me then rape me then eat my flesh but you never know what order reavers do shit in so yeah i i I don't know are you truly excited about the village i am
0: i i'm excited to like I said, the story is what captivates me. I doubt I'm ever going to play it. Because mean What mean, the fuck? I know, I know. Me mean, mean scary games I, I don't mix well. So I there are there are scary games that I love the story about and I have to stay on top of. I have to track. I have to follow like all the stories of all the Resident Evil games. I watch those being played and i enjoyed them a lot but never played any of them wasn't really a fan but i'd have to say the the arcade mode of this game that they they're coming out with which seems to be kind of like a
1: oh what do they call it it's a railroad shooter that will satisfy the multiplayer audiences yeah it's going to be it is what it is. I'm I'm not excited for it at all. It's one of those. Oh, but Call of Duty has the zombie mode, and that gets a lot of fucking things. Let's make a Resident Evil version of it and have a lot of fun times for it as well. And okay, the money's there. The people like it, so people kind of want it. I understand. You're gonna you're gonna play into your fan base. You're gonna play into what is currently selling and what has sold let's let's be honest the call of duty zombies is not a new fucking thing at all and has sold significantly um and it's been one of the biggest things of hey the new black ops doesn't have a zombie mode fuck that what happened six months later they patch in a zombie mode
0: yeah but the uh what is it it's it's the survive the wave survive the next one, the next one, that level of stress and like, and, and what I think it really, it, it offers you as a player. Now this is, this is without giving any detail, but this is the only way I can see that this is a legitimate, uh, game mode is if they remove the restrictions that you see in the normal game, which is a survival horror game. and, and, the components of a survival horror game mean limitations on ammunition, limitations on other healing supplies. Remove the limitations on the ammo, make ammo easier to come by, to gather in this mode, and I can see this being fun because nope. it's because it if you can go through this, you can shoot them up, you can, you know, like You know, take on different enemies using different weapons, you know, because I feel like all of these survival games, like I'm counting bullets, saving every last one, like trying my best, you know, like using the bow and arrow. Like I've, I remember playing, uh, right. Was it the, wasn't it called Rise of the Tomb Raider, was it?
1: When was the last time you played a Call of Duty zombie game? Probably wow. about three years ago. F- yeah, you paused that fucking long, dude. Yeah. It's been way too long. So ah, just Zombies and, and has never me, been my favorite been, thing. Right, but for me, it's been way longer than three years ago, dude. I haven't played that shit since we played it in Afghanistan. And fuck, I was in Afghanistan in 2012. So, yeah, dude, I played it in 2012. And whatever the Call of Duty was at that time, Black Ops 2, Black Ops 3, whatever the fuck it was... Um, and we played it on PlayStation four out there, uh, man, it was limited ammo forced you to move around the map, right? So that you would collect different guns and swap out. So it, it created the challenge. Right now, don't give me, I pick up one gun and I get one fucking mag to it. No, that's that's going to be the regular storyline gameplay. You pick up a gun, you're only going to get four bullets in your fucking 12-shot 9mm mag. Right? But when you play that, you're going to pick up a couple mags and you're going to go from there. It's just going to be a Call of Duty zombie mode. But you can't give it massive amounts of ammo you you can't have all the players oh i picked up a fucking rpg i got the shotgun and uh oh boy over there has got the fucking uzi or machine gun or whatever the fuck it is and we're gonna barricade ourselves in this one room have all the zombies come to us and take them all out with this and not have to reload so the i mean Even Call of Duty made that, and I think Resident Evil is going to do the same when it comes to the arcade portion. You're going to get more ammo, obviously. The guns are going to be more prolific, obviously. And you're going to have a lot more fun, but it's still going to force you to move. Because turtling in one situation doesn't really make for a good game, especially... I don't know how many players they ma- they plan to make it multiplayer. If it's a 4 player co-op. If it's a 16 player co-op. Whatever the fuck that they actually plan to do. I haven't read up on that. But it's going to be Call of Duty Zombies. Just a Resident Evil take of zombies. Cultists. Vampires. Mutants. Whatever the fuck they're actually going to throw in the village. Eh. But yeah, expect to jump into it and have not super limited ammo, but limited ammo enough for you to have to move with your friends across the map into different sections. And like I said, the last Zombies game I played, there was a house, there was a barn, there was something else besides the house and the barn... And we had to move through all of that and progress. And it, you really had to count your shots, pay attention. Whoever picked up which weapon had to be sure to take out these things. And then it was more frustration than it was uh, stressful. It wasn't really stressful. It was just like, ah, oh, fuck, man. You wasted the rounds here. Fuck it. Reboot the map, man. We'll be good.
0: So... This one's different though, so this is gonna be single you have to complete the entire game and then you get access to mercenaries which is this this arcade mode and it's getting to um getting to the objective before time runs out you have a certain number of enemies of course the further you get the harder the enemies are gonna get you know and at the end of a stage you get. You can pick um you know an ability that you want to use um, see
1: now that's gonna get
0: and like then
1: and then quick but, it's gonna get old quick possibly but. No, think about it. How many people are going to stream the game? How many people are going to figure out which perks you need to take, which path you need to take, how you're going to do it? So the streamers who get their fucking hands on the game early are going to yeah. figure this shit out and they're going to do it and then they're going to tell everybody, "Hey, this is the fucking meta of the game, and if you want to get to the end, you can do it in 6 minutes like this." Yeah, I'm I mean, really I... hoping that they fuck it up and change locations of things. Well, yeah,
0: I hope I hope it's I hope it's a little more random generated. Then it's not so repetitive. But we'll see. But then you
1: Yeah. You run into issues, man, with random generated as well. Because what happens if, hey, on the third level you really need a fucking shotgun to get through this, but what does it spawn? It spawns a fucking Glock nine millimeter. Oh, I really wanted that twelve gauge fucking semi-auto shotgun with the eighteen round fucking drum attached to it, but I got a Glock (laughs) 9mm.
0: Yeah, well, it says pick the perfect weapon for each stage. Create the best combo of abilities and match your abilities to your fighting style. Uh, The Mercenaries offers a wide range of different strategies to suit your play style. So, like, you know, medical supplies, they got pistols, they have automatic pistols, uh, carbine, shotgun, uh, pistol grip... um, Okay, so,
1: I mean, it looks like you can mod weapons. Now, how do you unlock those weapons to get into there? Do you automatically, hey, you beat the game in easy mode. Now we're just going to give you this fucking option to play in the arcade. Or do you unlock different options for firearms as you progress through the different difficulty modes of the main game? Which, personally that's what i would like to see like hey cool i beat the game in fucking ultra easy right i did the very easy and there's five difficulty options and hey daemok was like fuck this man i just want to get to that arcade shit but you go oh if i would have beat it in fucking regular easy instead of very easy i would have gotten three new pistol grips two new fucking shotgun rounds a different goddamn grenade launcher And then if I played it normal, oh, damn, dude, those pistols get upgraded damage, blah, 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 you know, so on and so forth. I'm interested to see how they do it. I know that we're going to pick up the game day one because I know Selkie is actually really interested. I myself, watching the trailers, watching the announcement and all that, Resident Evil Village has not excited me in any way i am super excited for the other aspects of resident evil that was announced during uh their big trailer announcement showcase they had a big showcase right
0: so you're excited about the anime
1: yeah you know what and i i had an argument with flightless uh over that where she was like hey that says anime, and I was like, no, it says animated, right? Because it's CGI. And she's like, no, anime is specifically from Japan and blah blah blah. And I was like, uh, okay, well let me take a fucking look. I'm pretty sure it said animated series. No, it definitely fucking says anime. And it is definitely CGI and not traditional anime at all. Close enough. Uh-oh. Blue hasn't seen it yet. Like, oh, well, No, no, like,
0: I've, I saw it, but I'm like, as far as that, like, whatever, close enough, it's anime to me. I mean, it's made by Capcom. That's not an English company. Those guys are Japanese.
1: Right, I was going to say, like, everything Resident Evil comes from Japan anyway, yeah, so, so i was like, like uh, whatever. So they can call me. I mean, it anime they, I, I'm all pretty I fucking sh- want to.
0: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they talked about it in Japanese, and they had someone translating for the guy who was talking about it in Japanese, but yeah. That's going to be cool. It take It's uh, events that take place after Resident Evil f- 5,
1: I believe. No. Yeah? No? Cause... No. Resident Evil 1-ish. Mm. No, Resident Evil 4. Wait, was the no, character from the Resident present... Evil 4 into Resident Evil 5? Uh, yeah, I think Ethan was... Uh cuz Ethan was the big character in Resident Evil 4. That's who you played. Was yeah. it Ethan or, or yeah, you played Ethan, right? Yeah. And then he was the investigator for that and found out so Resident Evil 4 was all about, you know, the Umbrella Company has been abolished, it doesn't exist, everything's gone now, oh. but it turns out that, you know, Never oh mind. my god. Resident yeah, Evil see.
0: 6 uh it was Leon
1: I think Leon's his name. There you go. I think I that's, Ethan.
0: yeah, Leon's the main character for four as well. Uh, so yeah, and it takes place in the other country, but then, yeah, six is when there's a worldwide bar, bio attack, and there's like four campaigns. And one of the things that Leon's doing is he's trying to protect the president, but I, yeah, the anime, um that takes place I think it said um in the events after after five so in Resident Evil Infinite Darkness let's see Resident Evil 2 remakes voice actors will be reprising their roles zombies are headed for yeah. the White
1: House uh, I mean, it looks... The, yeah, so, the anime looks infinite good. Infinite
0: Darkness is set a few years after the events of Resident Evil 4.
1: Yeah, okay. Because I thought that it was going to be Resident Evil 4. Right? Because that's... Uh, and I guess his name is not Ethan. It's, it's Leon how i fucked that up because it's one of my favorite resident evil games i don't know but please give me some slack here i haven't played resident evil 4 since it was on gamecube when gamecube came out and the game released right so it uh yeah dude that was early mid 2000s but yeah so i mean i mean I was excited to see the announcement for the animated series. I'm gonna call it animated series because it's CGI, and calling it anime is kind of weird. After arguing with Flightless about it, and like in that you know playful argument, but it's one of those eh, not sure. However, that's still not what I'm excited about the most.
0: Are you excited about the remake of Resident Evil Four and with VR?
1: Let's see, as an owner of the Oculus Quest and the Oculus Quest 2, yeah, I'm absolutely fucking <laughs> super interested because, let me tell you, like, I was an adult when I played Resident Evil 4 on GameCube, and even GameCube graphics made Resident Evil 4 look creepy and just like, fuck. Yep. And I was playing it and all that, and like... Now, to take that, sharpen it up a little bit, throw it into a first person instead of a third person over-the-shoulder view, and get me into that situation. I'm super curious of how the like when I watched the trailer, the the movement looked fluid. Like I'm just good. It's gonna be like holding one controller and just pressing forward. And moving through the situation, and I remember the very beginning of that game being horrific when they come after you with the chainsaws and all of that, and you're like, "Oh God!" And you're trying to do it, and then just you get dragged into situation after city, shitty situation. And now I get to wear it on a VR headset where I get to look left and right behind me and use my firearms that way. Oh. Yeah, dude, I, I am super excited for that and we'll be absolutely picking that up on the quest two.
0: Awesome. Well Yeah, I'm I'm not sure um, how well that's gonna it's gonna look. I mean that's definitely a different challenge, you know, they're going from third person to first. Or over the shoulder. Yeah, it was like an over. It was over the shoulder, right? Pretty much. Yeah,
1: so Resident Evil 4 was over the shoulder. So making it into a first person isn't going to be that bad at all, right? It's going to be a a more straightforward. I'll have more accuracy with the firearm and other utilities overall.
0: Yeah, and I think it's pretty cool how they're going to. It looked like they were doing some some of the the puzzles you know you know moving things are around you know by hand and it, it adds like that immersion feeling that i was talking about earlier when we were talking about the uh the village but yeah it looks it looks pretty cool it looks like to still stay true to to everything else that's just you get to play it in that and in vr instead you get to be leon s kennedy
1: now, there are other Resident Evil VR games, and I have not played them, but I have heard they are they are absolutely scary as fuck. So, not knowing the other games, not knowing too much about them, but hearing the kids say, Hey, blah, 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 I played this over at such and such's houses, and I'm like, really? And they're like, man, it's so fucking scary, like, I can't play that, and then, you know, because VR is crazy, and they have the PlayStation VR now getting to play Resident Evil 4. Knowing how much that game made me jump as an adult at the time. Right? And I'm like, oh. I am so excited. And I am so interested in some of those cutscenes And how they're going to play out. Because Resident Evil 4 absolutely had those. Uh, what did you call them earlier? Action sequences where you have to press the buttons.
0: Quick actions.
1: Quick actions, right? They had the the quick action scenes. And Resident Evil 4 had them. Not all the time, but they did have a decent amount of them in there. I'm like, you know, how is that going to translate over to VR? I already understand how first person is going to translate because that just makes sense. But how are those things, are they going to have to change a little bit of the story? Is my... Fucking! How many goddamn pages is this primer book? Let's see, uh, two hundred and twenty-three page 223. Prima strategy guide for Resident Evil Four. Uh, is that still gonna be valid when I play it? And I'm gonna have, you know, one of the kids sit on the couch, and the other kid is gonna have the tablet pulled up and watching the screen, because you know you can link the Oculus to a screen, and they'll be like, okay, he's at this point where does he go and they're going to have fucking directions reading through the goddamn guide because yeah dude i don't give a fuck anymore i'm in, i'm there to beat the fucking game
0: <laughs> nice yeah i think the only other vr game that i know that they did for Resident evil was the biohazard game so yeah hopefully well, i
1: i don't i didn't play it um, because that was i believe a ps vr exclusive and i have the playstation vr
0: yeah that's, uh, that's what I'm looking at, yeah. PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, PS4 Pro, and PSVR. Uh, well, anything else you'd like to add?
1: Um, Aside from the Netflix show looking really good, like we've discussed, uh, and I'm really excited for Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil... Is this 8? Village? I think it's 8. Yeah,
0: this is 8.
1: Village looks good enough to play. I'm personally not excited for it. Um, But one thing that you touched on earlier that we kind of skipped over is starting tomorrow, which if you're listening to this podcast, it's already fucking too late because we are talking... uh, april 17th is starting the 30 minute demo of the game so there are two demos that are getting released one starts tomorrow and i do believe it starts in it was weird times it starts it's not truly 24 hours close to it but not um you can you can pre-download the demo you can play the first 30 minutes of it Then in May, I believe on May 1st or 2nd, uh, they are doing the 60 minute demo. And each demo is going to be different. And it's just supposed to get you worked up. And the demos do not, from what I read, and I could be wrong, from what I read, is that the, the demos are not the actual game but something to lead you up into the game. So there's a 30-minute demo, then there's a 60-minute demo, and then there's the release of the game.
0: Yep. Uh, hopefully that doesn't give away too much of the game. Like I hope they have like so many more surprises that come along.
1: But... Well, they said it's going to be the backstory of the game to kind of lead you up into the intro of the story of the game.
0: Awesome. It's good. I yeah, definitely like that stuff. It sounds like they've got some gaps to fill in with. Like they say like, oh, Mia's dead apparently. Like, okay, we're hopefully we're going to figure out what's going on there. But you know what? I'm, I think you should be really excited about Damok, is the fact that they are rebooting the live action Resident Evil movies. Yeah, that's right. Oh,
1: I know, and I don't like it.
0: Two stories collide. Resident Evil Two cinema two thousand and twenty one. It looks like they're going back to Um I guess that's Resident Evil is that one or two?
1: I believe it's the first Resident Evil and yeah. honestly looking at the movies. The first movie, while it didn't completely grasp the game, it really, really got close. And I felt that they did a really good job of it. And I truly enjoyed the first Resident Evil movie. And I mean, come on now, Marilyn Manson did the fucking soundtrack for it. Like it was a big deal. He always wanted to do the score for a movie and he absolutely fucking did it. And he nailed it. The music throughout the first movie really brought those scenes together. And I was like, Oh wow, that's fucking amazing. I didn't even learn it was Marilyn Manson until years later, but Hey, uh, I, I, the first movie was great. The subsequent movies got worse and worse. And worse. And I know that Resident Evil gets super hokey. And I know that it gets super fucking bad in the games. Because. I'm super mutants. But. The movies made it so fucking bad. The first movie. Watch it. The rest of the movies. Abandon them. Maybe. Maybe. There is some hope with the remakes. But. I don't know. Blue, did you watch the first movie and other movies after? I, let's see. So, which ones did I
0: see? I saw Resident Evil. I saw, um, which one came after that? So, let's see. There was Resident Evil. I saw Extinction. I think I saw Extinction in... uh, in theaters, I saw Retribution. I saw Afterlife. Um, hmm, I don't think I saw Final Chapter. Who's in Final Chapter? Let's look at some screenshots.
1: I have not seen Final Chapter. Nope. Um, I did not see Final Chapter.
0: Yeah, but uh, Afterlife, which was
1: kind of weird. Dude, the rest of the movies after the first one got really weird. Yeah, well, the first one was weird, but at least it stuck to a principle where I could be like, it did. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Well, afterlife got a little weird cuz it was just like Silent Hillish at some points so when I, when she gets to that uh that building which was that a prison? I don't remember. I know it it imprisoned someone. But yeah, it's just
1: uh... What was the part – what was the the end of one of the movies where she starts looking at the cameras and making people's fucking eyes bleed because her psychic powers are so proliferate that it doesn't matter anymore? And I'm like, you can't look at a closed-circuit TV camera and start torturing people's brains. Yeah, like, I mean, uh... They
0: made her a little too OP. Like, I mean, I've got nothing against the actress, but uh... –
1: No, the actor is Mila Jovalich, right? Yeah. Mia Jovalich? Yeah, Yeah, she's fucking great, dude. Like, God, Fifth Element is her greatest movie, aside from the first Resident Evil movie. Um, But, yeah, I mean, she got paid to keep making those movies, and, of course, they're going to need the overpowered character entirely. Because, if not, you can't have a Resident Evil video game, let alone a movie. There's always going to be somebody that's... Except for Resident Evil Four, you're not exactly overpowered. So yeah, yeah. Play Resident Evil Four. Don't play the rest of them. You'll be okay. Pretty much. Play the new VR VR, VR version. You'll be okay.
0: I think it's a good. I think it's a good story to start with. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's our show. Uh, Damoc, why don't you tell the good people where they can find you?
1: I exclusively troll the GNA podcast, though I've been thinking about going over to thoughts and shots as I do talk way too much shit to those dudes, but right now still the GNA podcast discord.
0: Awesome. Yeah. If you have not, make sure you check out thoughts and shots guys. Uh, we've been on there a couple that we've gone on, on some collaborative stuff with them a few times. Uh, actually If you have not, uh, listened to their episode that they did, uh, what was it called? April
1: Fools? Was that the name of the, uh, the movie? You know what? I was so fucking drunk, I don't remember.
0: So, I don't watch horror movies. Like, I haven't watched a horror movie in a long time. As long as we're going to exclude the Resident Evil movies as horror, because those are just really just, like, bad action movies. Um... But, uh, yeah, I watched a horror movie with the guys, uh, when, uh, Daymok and, uh, Cecil and I were on there a couple weeks ago. But, yeah, make sure you check them out, and, uh, I'm Blue Shark 45 you can find me on our GNA Discord, uh, at BlueShark45, on Twitter, Parlor Minds, uh... If you can't find me somewhere, you can always message me on Discord, or you can slide into my DMs and Twitter, and you can ask me where else you can find me, and I might be able to tell you elsewhere you can find me, but, I mean, you found me at that point, so, just talk to me there. Uh, Anywho, we got something called a website
1: www the kids are fucking sleeping I can't yell dot com. or gna podcast dot one of those it will work
0: that's right folks and uh, make sure you drop us an email uh, at gna podcast at gna and your dna.1 with all your questions,
1: comments, death threats. Hey, and if you say Damoc sucks a monkey's cock, I still have this 500 gig M.2 solid state drive and I will pay for shipping, we'll fucking go man, just say it and fucking link me your address. It, or PO Box, don't give me your actual address, that's fucking weird dude. I will send you dick pics. but legitimately sitting like a P.O. box or something we'll be good to go.
0: That's right, folks. Be sure to, sure to write in if you actually want to get that because uh, we still have that. But, thank you very much, Damoc. you have a good evening, sir.
1: Alright, man, Blue. It is always a pleasure to speak with you and looking at those sexy fucking guns with that smile all night. I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be back in 20. Alright. <laughs> good night. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed the show gna games nerds and alcohol don't forget to rate review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app reviews help people find the show so if you enjoy listening to us let other people know you can find us on itunes google play music podcast addict player fm stitcher spreaker MyTuner, your listen spotify iHeartRadio, and a whole bunch of other places if we aren't someplace let us know we'll upload there
0: you can also follow us on twitter or facebook by searching at You can also join our Discord chat. Just see the pinned tweet. We do a game show night every first Saturday of every month on Mixter at wwwmixercom forward slash GNA podcast. And join us every second Saturday of the month for Horror Movie Night hosted by Zyberblood.
1: We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our artwork and
0: logo. Check him out at morganbs.com. And please email us at GNA podcast at gna in your DNA.1 with all your questions, comments, or death threats. We would love to hear from you. And last but not least, please be sure to check out our website at www.gnapodcasts.com.